So we've talked about returning to the moon. Now what about Mars? What's been going on over there? Will we get to see humans land on a brand new planet for the first time in our lifetime? The answer? Probably. Coming up on the next episode of Astro Chats. Welcome back to Astro Chats. This is your host, Justin. Now, before we talk about Mars, we need to talk about breaking space news. If you were watching on May 27th, you probably know by now that SpaceX and NASA did not end up launching the rocket with astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley on board. The launch was scrubbed for weather. Wait, weather reasons? Aren't these rockets like the most powerful vehicles in the entire world? Well, in a way, yeah. But weather can definitely be a make or break factor for a rocket launch, especially if you're headed to the International Space Station. Now, it might not seem like it, but the International Space Station moves really fast. In fact, it's traveling at 17,000 miles an hour. That's over 22 times the speed of sound. Have you ever tried catching up to something that fast? Yeah, me neither. But that's super cool. Now, because of how fast the space station travels in combination with the limited amount of fuel on the Falcon 9 rocket, that makes the launch opportunity options really, really small. You might have heard on the broadcast something called an instantaneous launch window. This means that the Falcon 9 rocket had to launch exactly on the minute in order to line up its path with the International Space Station. You might have heard on the broadcast someone saying, can you give us another 10 minutes? Now given how fast the space station moves, in 10 minutes, the ISS would be 2,800 miles farther away from the target. That's longer than the entire width of the United States. So, the space station travels fast. Now what about the weather? Well, the weather is important in part due to some things that happened on Apollo 12. Apollo 12 took place 50 years ago and was the moon mission that followed the first human landing. Just like SpaceX's launch on May 27th, they were launching from Florida. In fact, they were launching on the exact same launch pad. Now, there were a couple weather warnings in the area at the time of the launch, including a lightning warning. Despite this, Apollo 12 was cleared for launch. Within 60 seconds of taking off, the Saturn V rocket was hit by lightning not once, but twice! Turns out some of the electrically charged elements of the rocket generated its own lightning? Absolutely crazy. Luckily, thanks to some speedy thinking by the astronauts and the ground crew, the electrical issues associated with the lightning strikes were minimized, and the crew successfully went on to land on the moon again. Nevertheless, this was really scary. So, currently, SpaceX and NASA plan to attempt another launch on Saturday, May 30th. If the weather doesn't work out on Saturday, they'll try again on Sunday. Once again, this marks the return of human spaceflight to North America in nearly a decade, and no matter when they launch in the near future, it will be a momentous occasion for sure. Now, let's start talking about Mars. To recap, NASA's Artemis program plans to return humans to the moon in 2024, including landing the first female astronaut on the moon. Now, there are also plans to create a space station in orbit around the moon called Gateway. NASA states that the Artemis program is an opportunity to learn more about human space exploration, and that the lessons learned from these moon missions will help shape NASA's next goal, going to Mars. So what's been happening so far on and around Mars? Well, at the beginning of the 1960s, the United States and the Soviet Union began attempting flybys of Mars. Now, these were uncrewed missions, meaning that there were no humans on board. And flybys mean that these missions were not attempting to orbit around the planet, like a satellite or the International Space Station. These missions were just to see if we could even send something out that far. Now, on average, Mars is around 140 million miles from Earth, so that's around 400 times the distance from Earth to the Moon. Now, I say this distance is an average, as Mars and Earth aren't always the same distance from each other. In our solar system, Mars is farther away from the Sun than the Earth and travels at a different speed. Quick science fact, you probably know that the average Earth year is 365 days, and that's how long it takes for us to make one full rotation around the Sun. Now, Mars actually travels faster than the Earth, but since it's much farther away, it takes 687 days for Mars to rotate it around the Sun. 
687 days. That's a really long year. So we know that Mars is really far away. Back to history. In 1966, the US became the first country to successfully travel all that distance and fly by Mars. And in 1971, the Soviet Union launched the first item into orbit around Mars. That same year, the Soviet Union achieved the first successful uncrewed landing on Mars and even sent the first image of the surface back home to Earth. Mind you, only part of an image made it back to Earth, and they lost contact with the lander after 14 seconds. Then in 1975, the US landed their first successful lander on Mars and returned data to Earth. This lander was operational for 2,225 souls. What is a soul? A soul is what we call a day on Mars, the whole cycle from the sun rising to the sun setting. While the Earth rotates around the sun, it's also spinning. One spin lasts for about 24 hours, and that's why a day on Earth is around that long. So, like Earth, Mars spins too. Funny enough, one full spin on Mars clocks in at 24 hours and 39 minutes. So the length of a soul is 24 hours and 39 minutes. That's a good thing when it comes to humans exploring Mars. Our day-to-day -day routine won't change that much. An average day on Mars is still around 24 hours. Now what would you do with an extra 39 minutes every day? In 1996, the US landed their first rover on Mars. It ran for 84 souls. Now what makes a rover different from a lander is that a rover moves and a lander doesn't. Now, if you're vaguely thinking of a thingy with six wheels driving around Mars, that's a rover. Now, rovers are really cool because they can go around the Martian surface and analyze things up close, and they're an improvement over landers because they aren't confined to one spot. In 2003, NASA launched two twin rovers named Spirit and Opportunity. Both were designed to last for up to 90 souls and ran off solar power. In the end, Spirit ran for over 2,000 souls and Opportunity ran for over 5,000 souls. They were tough machines. Spirit and Opportunity were tasked with analyzing minerals and rocks to determine signs of water. Now, water on Mars is important for the same reasons as water on the moon. If it's possible to extract that water, it can be used to make breathable air and even rocket fuel. And in the end, yeah, they did find past signs of water in the rocks on Mars, so that was a success. On top of this, Spirit and Opportunity conducted a bunch of analyses to learn more about whether it's possible to live on Mars. The current conclusion? It's tough, but possible. Mars doesn't have a breathable atmosphere. It's 95% carbon dioxide. But people are exploring separating the oxygen out of water and carbon dioxide. You know, H2O. Just take the O out. I can imagine that's a lot harder in practice. But having a steady source of water in the first place on Mars would definitely help. Which brings us to today. There are currently six satellites orbiting Mars, launched by NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Indian Space Research Organization. A lot of these satellites, more commonly known as orbiters, carry out tasks such as gathering information about the atmosphere on Mars, as well as taking pictures of the planet. There is currently one operational rover on the surface of Mars, NASA's Curiosity rover. One of Curiosity's goals is to analyze the possibility of ancient life on Mars. In 2018, the Curiosity rover found potential evidence that Mars could have supported ancient life in rocks that were 3 billion years old, meaning if there was life on Mars, it was probably a long time ago. Another one of Curiosity's goals is to analyze the amount of radiation on Mars. There have been concerns that if humans were to go to Mars, they would be exposed to high levels of radiation. Information from the rover will be crucial in teaching us what to prepare for when we send humans there. As a little side note, when people look at photos of a Mars rover, people often think it's around the size of a dog. I definitely thought that at one point. However, Curiosity is actually around the size of a car, which is super crazy. Now it's easy to mix up how big we think it is because there's nothing else on Mars that we can really compare it to when we see photos. Another misconception is speed. Now it's pretty easy to think these rovers are just whooping around Mars like a jeep tearing up a sand dune. In fact, the max speed of the Curiosity rover is a whopping 0.09 miles per hour. Yeah. 
And because Mars is so far away, there's an approximate 20 minute communications delay between NASA and Curiosity. Now imagine being on a video call where when you said hi to someone, they wouldn't reply for 20 minutes. Yeah. The rovers travel slowly in start and stop motions because if it were traveling at a constant speed and they say drove off a cliff accidentally, NASA wouldn't find out until 20 minutes too late. And there's not a lot of service you can do on a rover that's 140 million miles away. Nevertheless, Curiosity continues to crawl around Mars right now, sending back valuable information that will shape the future. Speaking of that, what's going to happen in the future? Well, there's actually going to be an uncrewed Mars mission this year. The mission is called Mars 2020, and it's planned to launch in July. Aboard this mission will be two special payloads. Quick refresher, a payload is another word for cargo. The first payload is a brand new rover, yay! This rover was recently named Perseverance. Perseverance is also around the size of a car and carries some super cool tech. First, Perseverance will actually be collecting and packaging rock samples. This is a big deal because in comparison to previous missions where we take a look at a rock and move on, Perseverance will be taking these rocks for safekeeping all the way until a future Mars mission where we can bring these rocks back to Earth. This would be the first time that would happen. Another goal of Perseverance is to analyze the dust levels on Mars. Now, dust is a big thing, both on Mars and the Moon. Fine dust has the ability to affect electrical devices and even human health. That's why we have to figure out how Martian dust works so we can design to keep it out when we eventually send humans there. Now, one of the coolest parts of the Perseverance rover is that it will try to create its own oxygen on another planet. This system basically inhales carbon dioxide and exhales pure oxygen, kind of like a tree. Now, if we can make our own oxygen on Mars straight out of the atmosphere, that'll do wonders towards making living on Mars easier. The presence of carbon dioxide and its ability to be turned into oxygen is one of the key reasons why Mars is so important. The little existing atmosphere of the moon doesn't have the same resources to create air and or rocket fuel. Now, I mentioned there were two main payloads on the Mars 2020 mission. The first was a rover, and the second is a Mars helicopter. Yeah, you heard that right. A helicopter on Mars. This helicopter is called Ingenuity. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory calls Ingenuity the first powered flight on another world. And that's so cool. Ingenuity will be able to fly up to 30 feet off the ground with a max flight time of 90 seconds. Don't worry though, it should be able to fly multiple times. Now this helicopter's goal will be to scout interesting parts of the surface of Mars and determine the paths that Mars rovers can take in the future. It's always nice to have an eye in the sky. Ingenuity should be able to cover a distance of around 1,000 feet per flight. Now 1,000 feet in 90 seconds, that's a whole lot faster than the 0.09 miles per hour you're getting on the ground. To recap, the Curiosity rover and the Ingenuity helicopter are expected to fly in July of this year. Now, July is a really important time. Just like how SpaceX has flight windows that line up with the International Space Station, Mars 2020 has around a two-week window. This two-week window marks the ideal point in which the Earth and Mars are close enough to launch something from one planet to another efficiently. If they miss this window, they'll have to wait another two years for the planets to line up correctly again. The trip to Mars is expected to take around seven months. So you're probably asking yourself, what about people? When will we see crewed missions to Mars? Now, up till this point, we've been talking a lot about NASA's plans. There's another company in the business that's working as we speak to get towards people on the red planet, and that's SpaceX. SpaceX, the same company that will be returning human spaceflight to North America, is also working on getting to Mars. In fact, getting to Mars has always been their goal. SpaceX is working on a shiny new rocket called Starship, and it's actually really, really shiny. It's made of stainless steel. When completed, Starship will be the largest rocket in the world, larger than the Apollo Saturn V and larger than the Artemis SLS rocket. Standing at a whopping 394 feet tall, Starship is planned to be one of the world's first fully reusable rockets. Starship is a two-stage rocket, meaning it has a large rocket booster at the bottom that separates once the fuel is spent, then lands back on Earth. 
the spaceship part where the people sit can also land back on Earth. This will be the first time a rocket of this size will be able to pull this off. Now, the payload volume of Starship, or the size of the area where you can put non-rocket things like cargo and people, is predicted to be around 38,000 cubic feet. That's huge. That's larger than the volume of the entire International Space Station. Now, it's been said that Starship will be able to comfortably sit 100 people. That's insane. For reference, the space shuttles were able to hold 8, and that was one of the highest capacity rockets of its time. Now, Starship's silhouette is also unique. Unlike a lot of rockets in history, Starship isn't just one giant cone. Starship will have tiny wings on its sides that will help guide it down for when it lands. Now, Just before landing, Starship will swoop up into a vertical position and land like a ship just out of a sci-fi movie. Currently, SpaceX has been testing parts of Starship in their new rocket facility in Boca Chica, Texas. Now, SpaceX's fail-early, fail-fast approach to development has seen rapid progress in their Starship prototypes. They're even planning on having a prototype Starship fly into Earth orbit this year. Now, SpaceX has said in the past that they think it might be possible to have an uncrewed Starship mission to Mars as early as 2022, with a crewed mission as early as 2024. Humans on Mars by 2024. Wow. Now, a little reminder that NASA is planning to return humans to the moon by 2024, too. Could we see a moon landing and a Mars landing in the same year? I guess only time will tell. Now, NASA has also been quoted in the past with saying that after their return to the moon in 2024, they themselves could land humans on Mars in 2030. And that seems a bit farther out. On the bright side, that gives you more time to sign up to become an astronaut. Fun fact, NASA was actually hiring new astronauts earlier this year. With the advent of new rockets, rovers, and even Mars helicopters, who knows if we'll see those astronaut applications open again sooner than later to become part of the generation that will make life multiplanetary. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that I've left you a little bit more inspired about the exciting future that lies ahead. And amazing things are just around the corner. This has been Astro Chats, Episode 3, signing off.